The Carlina Show. I'm your host, Carlina Angwin. My guest today is Kung Fu visionary Svetlana Zabialova. Born in post-Soviet Crimea, Svetlana moved to China in her early 20s to pursue Chinese traditional martial arts. She later transcended her performance style into a new form of movement storytelling. Svetlana is the founder of Wu Woman Martial Movement Style, the fusion of traditional Kung Fu and futuristic dance. And she's an actor and entrepreneur. Discover Svetlana's martial movement and cognitive Kung Fu experience from her website, svetlanazavialova.com, which is available in the description. Svetlana joins me via Skype from New York. In this opening sequence, I ask Svetlana to introduce herself and her form of martial movement. Well, the beginning, as many of you maybe know already, I'm a martial artist originally in traditional Kung Fu. And I've been doing it for all my life. I've started very young. I'm 31 now. And I remember at some point um, I was somewhere far in in depth rural areas of China and I was training in Chinese opera and I was thinking in the Western world when people go to see Broadway show or ballet, right, something like that, mm-hmm. They see, they're watching a story of human emotions. It's a wide spectrum, you know. There's love, loss, you know, friendship and pain, mm-hmm. you know. I guess friendship is a type of relationship, but again, this is the part of, um, a part of what happens in human stories. That's what I meant. And usually, very often, we're very comfortable in seeing a uh, wide spectrum of human emotions conveyed to us through the movement of dance, right? Mm-hmm. But when we see a martial arts show, very often than not, we see very two-dimensional way of describing reality of the show, such as, you know, I fight you, you fight me, you know, contradiction or demonstration of power. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I always found this not complex enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, humans are multidimensional, multilayered. And this contemplation um, gave birth to my own style when I would draw a picture and a texture of human emotion with the martial movement, Mm -hmm. with the movement otherwise that could be translated as a combative movement, but I would use it to tell the story. And the more I practiced and delved into this because it's something that had to come from me, from my emotions, from my experience, from the stories inside of you, the more it fascinated me and the more I was excited and driven to look outside of myself as well Mm -hmm. for that. So I guess this is the answer to the first question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Could you give me an example of a story, maybe a personal story that you were trying to tell with your... um, what is what is the art form called? Martial movement. Basically, martial movement is a combative movement. So it could be a movement of wushu, my primary martial art that I'm a professional at, uh, or any other martial art. So the nature of the movement itself could be martial, right? Mm-hmm. So if we go into details, you go and see a ballerina, right? Mm-hmm. And she's dancing about the loss of the lover, right? When you're watching their dance, um, you're not questioning 
whether the movements she does mm -hmm. are appropriate for showing love through this art form, but just because it's common. But um, what I wanted to do and what I am successfully doing is I'm using martial movement. Mm -hmm. Martial movement is an interpreted, combative movement, but I am speaking about human emotions. That's why, you know, the style became kind of... Um, created the community around it, around a woman, mm -hmm. because I believe it was honest and relatable in that regard as much as it was new. That's why it right. found people who... Yeah, so tell me about your the community, the community around Wu Woman, and who is Wu Woman? Okay, well, originally Wu Woman was my stage name. Uh, it started from me having a great fascination and respect for Wu Zetian, mm -hmm. which is Chinese vigilant queen, I mean, empress. Mm -hmm. um, her life story is very fascinating, and she was also like a very powerful empress, and a lot of actions and decisions that she made were highly criticized uh, by society outside and inside of China, but just a small... Note on that, if it was a male, probably people would say, oh, you know, he just did what uh, kings and empires mm -hmm. <laughs> do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so many people thought that my stage name is based on Wushu, Wu, but I actually wanted to honor Wu Zetian. Her story is really fascinating. Um, and I became a Wu woman uh, online, and at that time, I lived abroad, I lived all over Southeast Asia mm -hmm. with um, with partially living in China. It's the whole other uh, part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and I started sharing more through social media. It was, it was kind of an action of finally surrendering to singularity mm -hmm. because I spent so much time training and meditating in a places where there's not so much technology, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had this preconceived idea that it's all somewhat evil, you know, <laughs> and mm -hmm. artificial, and it's interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. But then at some point, my point of view shifted, because I found myself in the, in, in, in the world, being not in one country in another, and I didn't really know where I'm going to live in which part of the world anytime sooner than I had to ask myself if this means so much to you. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you do if nothing you aspire to happen, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ever happens? If you don't show, if you don't show this in the new movie that you're doing, if you, you know, if, if someone wants just a commercial Kung Fu, if nobody wants this new thing that you're doing, right? Uh, if, if you don't, if you don't get U.S., you know, mm -hmm. situation, you know, <laughs> to move there or something, uh, what are you going to do? Is it really true to you? And at that point I thought, okay, so when something is true, it's based on love. And the energy of love equals the energy and inspiration. What do you do with inspiration and love? Mm -hmm. You give it. You don't hold on to it. You mm -hmm. just give it. You just share it. So then I started to put it out online, and um, at the beginning, martial arts community what was were like, what is that? <laughs> you know? And 
it's it's an interesting story, you know, coming from athletic background and, you know, people bully you in martial arts for showing emotions and um, especially at the times when, you know, when I was a professional athlete. So, yeah, but somehow the honesty and the true desire to share and to express still through fears, you know, mm-hmm. like scared and absolutely self-conscious with a bunch of like insecurity and stuff like all of this was in my mind uh-huh. but then I started to post it and I started to to see so much of a feedback from the people that I truly respect you know like people from all over the world like like when you ask who is the audience the audience is the most fascinating group of people I ever met like I think they're so smart, so educated, and so are so these people who are also interested in um, in martial arts um, that were connecting with you, or or how are they fi- how are they finding you? A lot of people. Um, it's, it's the interesting phenomena that a lot of dancers connected with me, mm-hmm. a lot of performance artists, a lot of people interested in martial arts forms. Um, also a couple of years ago, um, I was, uh, speaking at the panel in New York, mm-hmm. um, at National Memorial Hall, and I remember a couple of weeks ago, I received an email from someone, um, and I remembered who was that, and, and it was like a very looking like very strong brutal you know mm-hmm. <laughs> man um and i remember I, I just remember seeing him who was that at that you know uh in the audience he asked me a question um and in that email he basically um expressed um how much he he uh, received the point of view that I brought with martial arts mm-hmm. and uh, and he spoke in so much in depth in emotional um, and mm-hmm. stylistic things that I wanted to convey with everything that I was saying right. with my movement and with with the words that I with the philosophy that came out of this movement right. anyway it was very fascinating because I met this amazing audience that I highly respect and I kind of want to learn from from them actually like Mm -hmm. and at the same time who is my audience I must say that is still transforming but I'm because I'm discovering that is actually bigger than I imagined Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know one thing that I remember reading I think one of your one of your Instagram pictures um maybe it was in your bio that that you were interested in bridging the divide between the East and the West? Yes. Um, Could you talk about that a little? Yes. It's interesting because I don't think I'm interested. I think I am the bridge just by the mere fact of existing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting that right now I'm... <laughs> um, interesting to think about, obviously. Um, that I'm now living in New York. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time I'm spending in Chinatown because energetically that's the place that feels very native to me. So I go around, I speak to those people um, on the streets and I feel like 
I guess I, I shouldn't say I feel like because it's sh it's not exactly what I want to say. I feel, mm -hmm. truly feel that they're giving me this loving family-like mm -hmm. energy. Is that where you go to find um, community, Chinatown? Or where, where, where do you find your I community? Go, it's, where, it's where I go to be mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how long did you live in China? Uh, almost 10 years. 10 years, okay, okay. Well, how about we back up a little bit, and I'm interested to hear about your childhood um, and what you, what you remember. You said you were born and raised in Crimea until 17, is that right? Yes, I was born in Crimea mm -hmm. three years before Soviet Union collapsed. Mm-hmm. What do you remember from that that period? I mean, do you have you know, if you're only three? Well, I remember it. I remember all the industries are stopping working. I mm -hmm. was like around 4, so with my first conscious like memories that I can remember and and speak about. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, I do know about how life was in the Soviet Union now from my grandparents and my mother, but mm -hmm. I can't really tell you that I I would remember this those 3 years. Mhm. Mm that I could still kind of catch. Um, but when Soviet Union collapsed, you know, industry stopped, nothing worked. So it's like a lot of chaos within the country. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of intelligentsia lost their jobs because the industry were fully, you know, falling apart. Mm -hmm. um, I remember thinking, I, I just remember seeing, you know, it's like you emerged on this earth you started to gain consciousness, like when you see this is this, this is that, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then you're welcomed by the collapse mm -hmm. <laughs> of the biggest <laughs> union, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. in the world of all times. So it was pretty complicated. So, mm -hmm. And what other memories do you have of, of growing up? Um, I, I remember when... I thought about martial arts. It was absolutely not by seeing something, not by seeing something in the movies. I remember just starting to move certain way. It obviously was something rather weird imitation and saying to my mom that I really want to do this, whatever it is, this. Uh -huh. <laughs> and my mom tried to find. So she brought me to, to dancing first and... Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I said, I don't think it's exactly quite this. And then we found wushu or some kind of form that looked like wushu because, you know, that was Crimea and not so much mm -hmm. uh, what true Chinese martial arts was there at that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So you, um, before seeing the, the movements or knowing about the movements, you just sort of, you've had the movements inside you? You were... Yes. Okay. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Is that um, just something that you would do on your own, like in, in your house? And, and talk a well, little bit about that. From as early as I remember myself, I've seen dreams about China. At the time, I didn't know what China was, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is a part of it. And I think this is a part of this ethereal connection with Wu Zetian, mm -hmm. Chinese empress. Um, an interesting fact that kind of 
connects those pieces together is when I was 22 and I was in Xi'an City, which is uh, old capital of China, fascinating place mm -hmm. actually. Um, I found myself on the street, and by the way, Wu Zetian is also buried there. Mm -hmm. um, I found myself on the street and I remembered those memories that I had like before three or four. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the matter of interpretation of title of what is this magic about. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at what point did you realize that you didn't want to stay in Crimea anymore? Um, oh, immediately. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Up, up from like from the birth canal. <laughs> uh, what was it about what was it about Crimea that didn't resonate with you? As a child, just the very sensory physical things that were easy is that it was like cold, mm -hmm. you know, in the evening because there was no heating, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, there was you know, barely kind of like funds to survive at the time and mm -hmm. not only for us but for many people there due to the political collapse mm -hmm. mm. so just physically there were a lot of things that were I would say unpleasant and also there's no nothing is really happening there mm -hmm. do you have uh, siblings no no and so you said that your your mom and your grandparents are still there? Yeah. Do you see them or do you communicate with them? I well I communicate but I don't see them. Mhm. Mm and you were 20 when you went to China? Yeah, I was about 21. Okay. So. And when you went there, did you know where you were going or did you just get on a plane and, and, and head there. No, it's not it's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You can get on, on the plane if you have money, but mm -hmm. you know. I was just a person, you know, by single from single mother, you know, that mm -hmm. tried to follow the dream. So I really wanted to take part in the competition to Southern Ten. Mm -hmm. But it was clear to me that um, that there won't be any financial chance from the Federation to do it. So my plan was to um, was to just you know work in the performance uh, over the summer mm -hmm. and just fly there myself. So I performed, I remember in Turkey in one of the uh, Hilton hotels mm -hmm. in the resident show. I did the martial arts performance there. And I was noticed by a couple of people from Shanghai Theater, mm -hmm. and magically, I it's like I manifested that I was uh, invited to work there. Mm -hmm. So it was a glorious um, entrance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's like it's a convoluted it's a convoluted story. Mm -hmm. Did you feel um, more at home in China than you did? in Crimea? I think I feel more, I, I, don't, I don't attach the idea of home mm -hmm. to a place. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very questionable investment mm -hmm. to ever attach the sense of home to something outside of yourself. Mm 
a physical location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did did moving to China or go to China? Did um, <clears throat> did it make you happy? I mean, did you were were you did it bring life to you in in some way that that Crimea didn't? I think I was born with a lot of life within myself. Mm-hmm. And when you have life, it just shines through you. I just, I don't want to sound cheesy, you know? <laughs> the life shines through you. No, that's not what I want to say. It's more like this energy emerges from outside of you, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a light. Not like a light, but mm-hmm. like a light that is so bright and you know where to go. Mm-hmm like a guidance. Mm-hmm. So China was a product of the concentration of life within me. Mm-hmm. I felt so alive, so very aggressive conditions outside of my physical body, you know, were not dimming this amount of light that was just showing me where to go and how to do it. Mm-hmm. And tell me about um, like where did you where did you live in China? Did you live in, a, in an apartment? Did you live with a family? What was your what was a a normal day like for you? Or did you have a normal day? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about ten years. I mean, it's uh, I will try to answer your question like. Um, with a lot of details, but the first six months I was working at the theater. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I had the apartment, you know, mm-hmm. given by a theater. And then I was, I signed with the representation company and I lived in Shanghai for a while. And then I toured actually around China. So, and then I was teaching in Xi'an University of modern art, mm-hmm. interpretive martial movement, and its application in dance. And and then I moved close to the southern part of China, which is Shenzhen, and I was based from there. And I was still working in films and TV, mm-hmm. but um, Shenzhen was just the cleanest part of China. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. For health reasons, I felt that it's better to be mm-hmm. around greenery. And I really like um, hanging out in Hong Kong. And it was basically across the street. Mm-hmm. When you went to China, did you realize that you would stay there for, for 10 years? Or what, what, what did you have? Like, what did you think your future would, would be for you? You know the feeling of a glass of water? Mm-hmm. And you're really, really thirsty. Like, so thirsty. Like, ouch, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you're reaching out for this glass of water, and then you're about to drink this glass of water. Are you really thinking about whether you're going to drink two sips or maybe five sips, or maybe you'll drink all of it? Mm-hmm. No. I was just uh, drinking that water mm-hmm. um, in, in the very, like, hungry way. Mm-hmm. I wanted everything from from commercial side of productions, from internal styles that I traveled for almost two years collecting those pieces together mm-hmm. 
at that time I had my anti-electronic devices phase when I was like, I'm not going to computer for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, again, those things when I would be like very, very hard-headedly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. commit to something not necessarily like, I, I find humor in that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was basically drinking that glass of water, hoping that it never ends. And I was hoping that this glass of water will transform into something enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what uh, you're... And, is that, and it did. Ahead. And it did. Uh, well, I... Yeah, and it did. It transformed my art form. Um obviously through adventurous times mm-hmm. <laughs> through many ups and downs i found myself um in the us and i found um actually i'm not sure if i found community found me i mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. and it's still it's still the journey that is in the process mhm mhm and is that kind of the analogy you gave of, of the, the sips of, of water, do you see yourself as doing that now? Is that how you would describe your life now? Is that, um, you know, just taking those sips of water? No, right now I'm looking at the table and there <laughs> the variety of drinks. Uh-huh. And now I, I am not thirsty to the point that I really want to grab the drink mm-hmm. like this now I have an opportunity to choose and maybe to try something and maybe not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe to look at this. Um, yeah, so now I'm choosing which cup I truly want to drink. And are you able to or do that? Or which cup because... I want to pour, you know, pour right. for someone, you know, maybe that. And so are you doing that because you're you're in the States now and you're given that opportunity to choose the different cups or I mean is that is that the difference or uh, well I would want to of course the part of me wants to like go into this um, um, Yoda mode mm-hmm. you know and started to tell you no it doesn't matter no it matters yes mm-hmm. it's because I'm here and nobody it like my life is not threatened <laughs> by the area Mm-hmm. <laughs> by anything else you know yes it's a part of it it's a true part of it it's a very convoluted story and uh, this is one of my first times when I share the story with more and more details mm-hmm. uh, because for a long time I didn't fully understand that a lot of background such as my childhood and where I was born and how I was living and I didn't fully understand that it was relevant mm-hmm. because it I felt like it wasn't relatable to others because mm-hmm. not so many people grew up like I did and did the same things mm-hmm. um, and I was wrong because for 10 basically years I was very very much under you know the, the firewall in China you know a mm-hmm. lot of things are blocked I obviously had access and access to um, to the platforms that are blocked there like Instagram and I would I would travel outside and I would have projects outside mm-hmm. but the majority of time 
I would be kind of in the bubble, in this huge, interesting, magical bubble of my dreams. <laughs> mm -hmm. So right now I'm learning to tell my story and to accept the parts of the story that I feel are very sad, you know. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, so this these are a couple of, like, my first interviews and podcasts <laughs> when I'm learning how to tell my story. Um, yeah. Honestly and possibly less convoluted than <laughs> it worked this time, but no. Yeah, well, it's it's an honor to uh, have you share your story with me, and um, uh, you know, I see I see uh, a book in your future, <laughs> well, maybe a memoir. I don't know if you if you have if you've been working on one. Are, yeah, some things are coming. Well, not the memoir first, but mm -hmm. some things related to the philosophy uh -huh. that were that was born based on. Uh, the story, the feeling, and the way to tell this through the movement. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, also, you know, I've been living in places where you can't talk much, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I had to... A part of it is an inspiration for telling things through the movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well... Svetlana, it was, it was nice talking to you and um, I look forward to seeing what you do next and, um, and uh, I look forward to staying in touch with you. Thank you for having me.